Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. In this episode, I'm joined by Richard Gleitz, the president of ASEON Unlimited, a consumer electronics buying group that was founded in 2011 and has become a force in the residential tech integration business, thanks in part to Richard's passion as an industry leader, as well as the quality of residential tech integrators and manufacturers that he recruits to be a part of his group. Richard, thanks for joining me today. Even though you're not able to meet with your group in person right now, I'm assuming that you're as busy as ever keeping in touch virtually. Well, actually, we're very busy, uh, Jeremy, and thank you for, for having me. Um, we're trying to, you know, communicate, communicate, communicate. We, we have lots of activities for our dealers. There's, uh, you know, death by webinar going on, and we're part of that. Um, and there's, you know, vendor issues still, and, and, you know, in our group, the vendors are members too. So it's a nice balancing act, and that keeps us busy. We have lots of activities that we're doing. I think the people are bored. I think they're restless. Um, and I think they're looking for answers. And I think we can approach those three items uh, in a pretty efficient manner. And, you know, we're working as hard as we've ever worked right now, maybe even harder. But, you know, I, you know I'm big on creativity and ideas and, and also having fun. So we're trying to lighten it up a little bit. I think it's a very serious time and I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know, it's okay to, you know, try to put a smile on your face from time to time. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I know that's part of, part of your MO there with the group and, and that's great yeah. to, to lead that way as well. Um, before we get into some of those specifics, can you um, just give me an update from, you know, your, your perspective locally there in the, the Philly area um, you know, every part of the country seems to be experiencing this in a different way. What, what's, what's it been like there? Um, I'm, I'm, I know it's better than it was in the, uh, the 1918 uh, Spanish flu where Philly got hit the worst. Um, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a different era for sure. Um, but obviously, um, the East Coast and the West Coast were the first to really see it. Um, are, you, are you experiencing it pretty much as uh, it's you're, you're getting close? Sorry. It's, it's a shutdown, Jeremy. Yeah. We're, uh, we're in what used to be the country. We're about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia in the Western suburbs. And, um, you know, they did a lot, you know, the government's done a lot of things. I, I you know, they, they, we, in Pen Pennsylvania, the alcohol is sold through state stores. They're all, Oh yes. I've heard of the whole deal with that. Now that about a year ago, they started to let grocery stores sell beer and wine. But they're they're closed. They you know we don't have any sports. Um, we sit out front in an old house of a shopping center. Uh, only two of the like eleven businesses are open. Um, so it's very quiet. The traffic going down the street. Um, you know you'll see a car every one or two minutes. We're used to see, you know, constant traffic. Um, so, you know, it's quiet. It's very quiet. It's eerie quiet, actually. Um, now you're getting, you're still able to get out. I know we, we had communicated a little bit when I, uh, had the local news that our, uh, golf courses were going to be open with, but without, uh, um, 
uh, flags on the on the greens and without cups, so you really couldn't putt. But uh, you're a big golfer, so are you still able to get out and get some fresh air like that? No, we are not not. at all now. Took away the NCAA tournament. You closed my golf courses. You took (laughs) away the booze. I mean, kill me. You know that's what. But anyway, uh, luckily I'm I'm a wine drinker, so that's worked out pretty well. I had I have a little wine cellar holds a couple hundred bottles and I'm going to survive. No big deal. Yeah. Well, I want to give you big credit because um, I was at a buying group meeting um, at the beginning of uh, this crisis and it was a little early. We weren't sure how bad it was. And while I was there, the news came out that you had uh, postponed um, your your meeting, um, your spring meeting. And I thought that that was a really um, proactive step. It, It seemed to be ahead of a lot of other industry announcements that came right afterwards. So big leadership move. And it was a relief uh, to me at the time personally, because I really didn't want to get back on a plane um, as much as I like going to your meetings. So uh, credit to you for that. Um, I, I know it's been challenging because those those meetings are kind of the lifeblood of your group, but mm-hmm. so are your uh, virtual communications. So how, how have you ramped up in terms of virtual communication since, um, since that time? Well, the first thing I did was I had a, a webinar that we maxed out. We have our we have a capacity is you know that we've signed up with uh, go to webinar and we pegged it and it was you know it was themed don't panic we'll get through this together and that webinar basically was right before oops it's got my cell phone quiet that. Um, so that was right at the beginning, and you know, we that's at the beginning of the CARES Act, just before CARES Act came out and, and things like that. And we was, you know, I think people appreciated the fact that we were proactive. You know, we we're trying to be upfront. This we also felt that our vendors, uh, who are equals in our group, really needed communication as well. So we've set up a thing called virtual firesides virtual vendor firesides and we have six vendors and myself i moderate and we ask them you know how's life do you have any promotions going on what's the inventory situation like do you have any advice to the dealers and we've we've done them for two days now today will be the third and we and we will get through all our vendors in three weeks and they are they're they've been very well received and you know the, the vendors get to be in front of the dealers. The dealers, you know, it's kind of folksy. And I think Fireside's turned out to be a nice title for it because you just feel like, you know, we're all, you know, like everybody hears this all the time. We're all in this together is no kidding. We are all in this together. And it makes them feel like, you know, they're just not, you know, just we're here for the money, you know, and, and that's not what it is, but it's, They've been very good. And, you know, today we have one with six vendors. And, and again, next week we'll do three of those. And the following week we'll do three and we'll be through all our vendors. The other, um, about a week ago, we did a webinar and we had all the TV vendors. Our three major TV vendors went through their lineups for 2020 because this is model change time. Uh, you know, and, and we had, you know, if you want to go through the list, I can tell you what we've, exactly what we've done. Uh, you tell me, Jeremy, do you want to hear some more about what we've been doing or 
or not? No, that, that gives me an idea for sure. Um, I'm sure that the manufacturers, the vendors are really um, grateful to have this opportunity because I know that, uh, you know, across the industry, there have been various different attempts at con communicating with dealers, but to be able to have um, a group like yours to be able to organize these and, and get the buy-in from, from the dealers, the integrators to, to, to jump on, I'm sure mutually beneficial to both sides there. And um, I, I would just, uh, you know, are, it, it's just informational, it's helpful. Um, are you finding that um, the, there've been a lot of questions about the CARES Act from your membership? Well, we had a, we hosted a, a webinar with Morgan Stanley, who's a partner of ours. And that was our initial one. Then we had, we had two lawyers from Florida. One was a magna cum laude and the other was a summa cum laude. I am always impressed by smart people. And uh, they were, were brilliant and they walked us through. The good news is people didn't really understand it at the time. This goes back about 10, 12 days ago, right when it first came out. It was one was on a Monday, the next was on a Wednesday. And we, they went right at it and everybody applied. The good news is a number of our people not only have applied, but the money's in their bank. And uh, one of our board members, one of our five dealer board members, money has come through. And, you know, we, we pushed, we got a bunch of thank yous from our dealers saying, you know, until this, I wasn't really sure if I should do it. You know, this was the impetus to apply. And now the money's starting to come in, which is great because, and then we had a webinar with just, uh, with five, five dealers telling us what the dealer situation is. We had another one on cash flow and how to manage cash flow, which is really important this time. So, you know, lots of good feedback from different angles, which is, you know, I think it's like a dog with a new bone. You got to look at it from all sides. And that's what we've been doing. Well, I definitely want to talk to you more specifically about what you're hearing from your dealers. Um, but before we continue our conversation, I wanted to take a quick uh, break for a word from today's sponsor, and we'll be right back with Azion Unlimited's Richard Gleicks. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Residential Tech Talks. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by Modulus Media Systems. Modulus is the first ever all-in-one premium DVR for the age of streaming. It opens you to a world of incredible streaming features that bring TV watching to a whole new level. Check them out at modulusmediasystems.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Azion Unlimited's Richard Gleicks. Um, Richard, you were talking about the conversation specifically with the dealers as well. And I wanted to hear, um, you know, what you're learning from them as far as their specific challenges. Um, it's hard to summarize, I know, because we've got different regions of the country experiencing shutdowns um, differently. They're fairly consistent now as far as what people are allowed to do. Um, but, you know, for instance, in a New York City market, you can't do anything. But uh, maybe um, here in the mid Midwest where I am, you could still service clients. Obviously, remote service is key for a lot of, a lot of integrators. But uh, um, what are you hearing as a way to summarize and generalize what your, um, your membership well, is experiencing right now? I think one thing is consistent, and that is that clients uh, sitting down with, with salespeople and principals to initiate new jobs, that slowed down a lot. 
Um, there was a rush in the beginning on networks. There were a number of TV. Uh, people weren't using the third television and now there's more people in the house. So they wanted that repaired. Networking was, was huge. And, you know, a lot of service issues. And then jobs that were, you know, in process needed to be completed. We have some dealers, it's Christmas right now. And we have others like New York City, like Miami and other markets, Boston. They're shut down, period. They're shut down. You can't go out. You, you can't get into the buildings. Um, so it's it's a variety. The, the, the good news is we are doing some business. The bad news is that the the pipeline, which is tends to backfill as we go on, is not. And so, you know, I think this is I'm I have it, I'm coining a, a phrase for this quarter. I'm gonna call it the lost quarter. Because I think yeah. this quarter we need to get out the bigger racer. It's gonna be pretty ugly, I think. It was a good start to the year. The last two years have been tremendous, uh, best ever type months. And you know, re even through March, you know, we got through March with some nice numbers. We hit some nice rebates uh, for the dealers and they'll be getting some nice checks. I'm scared to death about what this lost quarter is gonna be from a revenue standpoint, sales standpoint. It is what it is, we'll get through it. Yeah, and it seems like um, there, there is We've, we've heard it a bunch of times now from everything we listen to. This is a different type of situation. This isn't a recession in the traditional sense. And it's the hope is that there's that pent up demand um, and folks who maybe couldn't get anything done before things shut down are just like, we've been in our home. We know what we want. We can't do it right now because we don't want any service techs in our home, but we're going to do it as soon as we're back to work. And so it's just a matter of when is that going to be? We, none of us know for sure. It changes daily as far as what we think it's going to be. But obviously without um, the medication <laughs> available, you know, um, we're, we're in a bit of a standstill there. Um, are you, are you talking about crystal ball type stuff, looking ahead to the new normal at all in terms of how clients may want Text in their home even after we were kind of past this initial shutdown. I mean, well, I'm, I'm hearing about no no handshakes in in society anymore for one, you know. And then there's masks and gloves and that type of thing. You think that's going to continue? Oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody's afraid. I mean, you, it's invisible. I mean, you just don't know, and that's the problem. It's you know, it's it's everybody's afraid. You know, you how many times you're washing your hands every day, and you know, you touch a doorknob. And you're like, man, I better go wash my hands. It's just, it's a horrible situation, but, and we're all in it. We all live it. You know, we all probably been through the thought, what if my mother gets it, you know, and she's older and, you know, what if my wife gets it? You know, I mean, those kind of thoughts, you know, kind of can be overwhelming, uh, but we push through. And I think, you know, the new normal is going to be very new and, and we will have to adapt our businesses you know, two man trucks are going to be one man trucks. Right. You're going to, you, you know, right now, why do you have insurance on a truck that's sitting right now? I mean, there's a, a lot of things you can do short term to save money, but I agree with you, Jeremy, when, when it opens up and it will open up and then whether it's testing or therapeutic, 
eventually, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll take a shot and we'll be fine. But in the meantime, there is such a pent up demand. I think we're really, really, really going to be busy. My fear is that, you know, it could come back again. And, yeah. you know, you go to the theater, somebody sneezes, everybody leaves. Right. Somebody coughs, everybody leaves the theater. You go to, you know, we have events scheduled. Uh, typically, we get 250 people. How big of a room do you need to get people six feet apart to handle 250 people? So that those meetings will all change. The, the way we do things change forever. Just like, you know, somebody tampered with a, what was it, a Bayer aspirin bottle, and now they are, they're all sealed. You know, we had, uh, you know, we had airplanes crash into the World Trade Center, and now we have much more security. This is another one of those evolutions, and we will adapt. Uh, we won't hand, we won't shake hands. You know, we'll, but you know, we will adapt. I mean, I, I personally, I've been talking to enough people that really think that this is the um, the turning point for remote technology, remote service um, capabilities. Like you know, the truck roll to minimize that truck roll. We've been saying it forever. It's just like a a killer for a business, you know, cost wise. So let's get rid of that. Let's do as much remotely as we can. And you keep the client from being nervous about, you know, having someone in their home. There's going to be big installs that you have to do in person, obviously, but it seems like this is just like a, a turning point for that technology. People haven't embraced it yet. You know, security cameras, or, you know, everybody's crime is up right now. I mean, it's down and it's up. Robberies are up but there's less people on the street. So, you know, there'll be a infrastructure, all that, you know, cameras are gonna be huge security, um, obviously networks, you know, an executive goes from his office and has a really secure network and goes into his home. It's not the same. You know, I think people outdoor music right now is gonna be huge. How about everybody who thought about doing a home theater who didn't do one and now, you know, they're at home and they're like, why, honey, why didn't we do that theater? And boom, you know, and then if it goes, it comes back again. I mean, the impetus, I think it's, it's a, it's a waterfall. It's an avalanche of business is going to happen short term. And hopefully, you know, it's not a W and, but if it is a W, boy, you know, they're back in the house again. That's going to be even more stressful, I think, than now. So people are going to want to, you know, this whole nesting, cocooning thing, that's going to be with us for a long, long time, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And uh, as we were talking before, um, before we started the call, my uh, my family, you know, we're home together. I worked from home before this happened, but now they're all home and we all report to our corners of the house. And, you know, but yet at the end of the day, we tend to need, need an escape from each other and to have separate you know places to go and i have a, a basement home theater i'm grateful for yeah. and there are certain days when i just know i'm not a good person to be around because it's backed up on me for some reason you know it happens to, to all of us we have we have our fill of this this stay at home thing and uh to go down and watch a uh, a bunch of 
Netflix shows <laughs> is, is the only thing that gets me through. Speaking of which, are you a TV movie guy or into, more into music and books? You know, and I went to graduate school for theater. My undergraduate, I was in business administration. I actually ran the, the theater. We used to show movies on Sunday nights at Villanova. I ran the projectors. And I had a scholarship uh, to do that. So, you know, I've been a movie guy all my life and I'm trying to get others to my wife and, and daughter to, to watch some of the old movies. I, I, I got them to watch Blow Up, Michelangelo Antonini movie. Yeah. Um, so they hate me now, but you know, <laughs> uh, you know it's, it's an interesting time. I, you know, Netflix has been great. Um, we have, you know, our virtual vendor fireside today. And one of the questions, we're going to do a poll. I want to know how many people have watched Tiger King. <laughs> right. Whether they liked it or not, did you watch it? You know, so that's, sure. that's going around. I watched this one called The Pharmacist last night. You know, you have to, you have to break it up. You know, we're yeah. playing games and cards and, and things like that. Luckily, my wife's a great cook. So um, that's, that's, you know, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, that's good to have for sure. Um, we're trying to support local businesses once a week, but you know, it's such a hassle when you get uh, carry out or delivery and you have to wipe everything down, you know, and it's like, I know it's first world problems, but it just, uh, it's such a, you know, like a, a worry that you're going to get infected just by trying to do something, you know, out of the house. So uh, we tend to, to cook a lot at home and that's been, that's been good as well for our, us. Going out to dinner is not the same. It's taking out from, yeah. from a restaurant, but it's, you know, it breaks it up. I agree with you. We, we've done it a few times. It's not the same. You know, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I usually clock about a hundred thousand miles a year on airplanes and I haven't been on an airplane for, I don't know, six weeks now. And I went to the first two tech summits down in Florida of which one of our vendors uh, had the coronavirus and I right. shut the hand and luckily there, there was no issue. Um, but that's the last time I was on a plane. I can't wait to get back on a plane. You know, I can't wait to be in a hotel room and have a meeting again. I just canceled our key leaders meetings. We, we have um, two meetings, one for operations and one for marketing scheduled. 60 people and six vendors. They were in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I can't do them. If they were early mm -hmm. June. I, you know, they, they're canceled. Um, what, what are the chances of the July rescheduling actually happening for you? For the, well, for you know, we, we flipped our contract to uh, June 30th to July 2nd for our spring meeting, same hotel. And I don't know how it's possible. I mean, I just, I would love to have the meeting. I'd love to go to Florida. It's a gorgeous hotel. It's Hyatt Regency and Coconut Point, Bonita Springs, between Naples and Fort Myers. It's beautiful. We've been there twice before. Lovely. But I just don't see how we can get a couple hundred people, one, on airplanes. They're probably still nervous. Two, in, in the facilities, how do you accommodate social distancing? You know, are we going to test everybody? First of all, we can't get the tests. Are we going right. to take their temperature? No, you know, there's just so many impediments. And, and you know, regretfully, I, I have a contract and there's a clause in there that if we cancel the meeting, we're liable for basically half of the expenses. It's, it's 100 and close to $150,000. Wow. 
Oh, geez. Yeah. But, you know, we have a meeting scheduled for Washington, D.C., two nights and three days again. Uh, members go free. And uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I have a contract for a restaurant to accommodate everybody. And I'm kind of sitting on my desk waiting to, you know, do I take a chance that, that our October conference in Washington is going to happen? I really don't know. I know. It's like we keep everything um, at sort of, I mean, everyone says day at a time, but I, I'm still kind of looking like, can we get to May? Is, are things going to improve? And now it's kind of looking like it's more of the same, but maybe is June going to be improving? And I don't expect big events yet, but, you know, at least something's going to maybe change. Just to have some hope out there, but God, if we get to the fall and there's no, <laughs> there's no change, that's going to be rough, um, you know. And it could be just the, like you said, the, the the bounce back problem could happen then as well, because uh, it's getting to be that season. So, um, you know, we it's, they it's, say it's peaked, Jeremy, or peaking right now. Yeah, there's a half a million expectation of a half a million people getting the virus. I mean, that's that's an, an enormous number. You have 330 million Americans. I mean, it's approaching 2%. I mean, you know, that's a lot of people. And then, you know, you know, and then, and, and people are dying. So yeah, you know, it's not, not, not fun times. The good news is that we bring people pleasure. We make their environments better. We are something that I think, you know, is essential for people to, you know, if you're going to have your life disrupted, then let's be comfortable while we're disrupted. Let's, let's surround ourselves with, with things that, like, you know, my wife and I slow danced the other night. I can't, at home, I can't tell you, you know, we, we put on a Nat King Cole song that was our wedding song, and we actually slow danced. I mean, you have to do kind of things like that. You have to, I, I Whatever possessed us to put Nat King Cole on. I haven't heard Nat King Cole in 20 years, you know, but we did. And, and, and I think you have to do things like that to mix it up. And it was spontaneous. It just kind of happened. That's great. That's, that's really a good note to end on, Richard. I really appreciate uh, your, your perspective on things and you taking the time out of your schedule. I know that you're, you're communicating with your, your group so much and, uh, I, I, I'm glad you're able to chat with us today. So um, uh, before I let you go, if anyone wanted to reach out directly to you um, or even learn about joining the group, um, what's the best way to do that? Well, you, I think, you know, we're all about communication. So you can call the number 610-280-3840. Pretty easy. Uh, you can email me or Patrick McCarthy. Uh, I'm Richard at OzzyOwnGroup.com. Patrick is Patrick at OzzyOwnGroup.com. Um, so, you know, call us up. We'll talk about it. We, you know, we have a great group of dealers. We have great vendors. And, uh, you know, we're here to help. Well, thanks, Richard. Really appreciate it. Great talking to you. You too, Jeremy. Thank you. Let's see. Be safe. Right? You too. Okay. We really appreciate it, and thanks everyone for joining us today on Residential Tech Talks. Have a good, great day.